0: back. Summer 2020.
1: I wonder... <laughs> I wonder if anyone can hear me. I think that they probably can. Yeah. Um, in a ridiculous chain of events, I found myself with one carry-on bag in the state of Maryland um, when I was supposed to be in Colorado with all of my belongings, including my podcast equipment, and I do not have those that I just have my computer, so so if our audio sounds different, now you know. <laughs> I'm this is actually a MacBook Air microphone.
0: I'm Christina. This is a Ma- MacBook Air microphone. No, that's not mine. Isn't anyway. We wanted to introduce our microphones, but they can't talk, so we'll just keep saying, "Welcome back to a place within." <laughs> this week and every week, we get to the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires. Where we trust we'll find the gospel and our need for it. Um, and here we are in maryland and colorado (laughs) Ooh, that's too loud weird sorry i'm trying to
1: no that doesn't work okay i was playing with the some kind of volume thing and it was weird so i'm not going to do that anymore um yeah so remember two weeks ago when we said we'll be back next week um (laughs) and And then then we we weren't we weren't even though it we were on a road trip and we were like we're gonna make this ha- or I was on a road trip rather so I moved from California to Denver ideally um, went on a long road trip had this providential supernatural experience with the new Taylor Swift album um, <laughs> talked about it on a podcast that's true. in a Santa Fe hotel and um, the whole episode sound was corrupted could not be used so just be aware that I was a fan of the Taylor Swift album Um, I went to Utah Arizona New Mexico Colorado camped in several of those places found myself in Colorado uh, eventually and went to uh, stay with Ashlyn and then the next day could no longer stay with Ashlyn (laughs) So I flew to Maryland with literally 30 minutes before the last flight to Maryland left. I was like, okay. Or 30 minutes before I had to be at the airport. I was like, I'm leaving. I'm going. And I you got an Uber. And she was out. And that's so how that's we my, stopped my, That's friends. my story. <laughs> we broke up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. It's because we stopped. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a funny
0: version of that story. Just like,
1: because Ashlyn called me a goober face. I said, forget it. But then, like,
0: real Christians, we made up, and now we're back to podcasting. Yep. Um, no, it's kind of in my version of this she said, she said kind of a situation. I, my version is true version. <laughs> I forgot that we didn't even get that Taylor Swift one out. You know, like nope. I, nobody so, heard it. No one heard it. We heard it. We had a great conversation without you guys about the Taylor Swift album. So it's honestly tragic that it didn't come out. It's disappointing. Um, and
1: I said tragic,
0: submit ourselves <laughs> to God's <laughs> divine providence in all of these things. Um, the most of all being that and the second most being, um, yeah, contagious disease guys. Um, so me, Ashlyn, did get the COVID. Um, so if you oh, know me, well constructed in... sentence. <laughs> Thanks. You're if welcome. You... I think
1: that should be the title of this episode.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so vulnerable. <laughs> okay, so this is the disclaimer. If there's two, the first is that if you know me and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm finding out from the podcast, that's how it is. Um, and second <laughs> is that it is a vulnerable thing in. This time to get COVID for many, many yeah, people. But it's true. in my experience, and this is this is like a little bit self-pitying, and that's where I'm at. So I don't want to be overly self-pitying, and maybe like we can continue to grow through this. But I think my most difficult experience of getting COVID was explaining to people that I had it and explaining to people their risk of getting it from me. And most of the people that I know, even people that I saw, praise the Lord, had no risk or very, very low risk of getting it from me because of what I've learned about um, the contagious period of this disease. Um, But having that conversation a lot of times and just the, the fear associated with it and the fact that all of the information that we have, well, it is good and it is real and it is factual is kind of hard to us to understand and in a time of a lot of uncertainty um when the rational information that we have is hard to process it's really quick it's easy for me and for other people and just for human beings to jump into then emotions it's like i can't get the information that i desire fast enough for my reason and so now i'm going to go to my emotions um it's, it's a tricky thing to navigate for oneself, in my experience. It's a tricky thing to navigate with others. And it was a very tricky thing to navigate when I really wanted to be hanging out with Christina here in my house. And that was not the best option for either of us. So.
1: Also tragic.
0: Yeah. Um, I am okay. I, and Yay. by okay, I mean I'm good. Um, and for anyone that's interested um I the symptom that alerted me to get a test was that I lost my sense of smell um, which is a very weird experience um, and so I noticed that um, in the evening the next morning I went and got a test it began to self-isolate but I was just hoping that I would hear back about my test very quickly and it would be negative and that I could go on with life as usual um, and I definitely received a test in patients that stretched my patience because the amount of time that I thought that the test was going to take and the amount of time that it actually took was um, different. <laughs> and the, the amount of time that it actually took was much longer. Um, and so, yeah, really striving towards like the discipline to do the right thing. And the, and the courage and the integrity to do the right thing, even when it could have been negative or it might have not been necessary, um, was definitely tested in this time. And then, yeah, learning that it was positive and thankful that my symptoms weren't any worse. Um, and then once receiving a positive test, getting the opportunity to have a like actual phone consultation with a nurse that was able to give me lots of real information or not real, all of it's real, but clear information about what it was that I needed to do and what could or couldn't happen to me and what needed to happen with the people that I was spending time with and sharing space with um, was helpful, but sobering for sure. And, you know, it was one of those things where it wasn't like completely without risk, but Christina and I maintained it Social distance from each other and wear masks around each other, even being in the same house. We spent time far away from each other outside, um, mm-hmm. and we're cautious in our time together. So, if that was a concern to anyone, that is just a piece of this as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
1: that was crazy, um, and it was Ashlyn's birthday during all this. Isn't
0: that <laughs> sad? It was. It was a unique experience, but there it, it was wasn't without blessings. Weird... Yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Just, like, so odd. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The timing. Oh, my gosh. So weird. But, yeah, you're a trooper and definitely sort of maintained a positive attitude as much as possible. Did you ever, like, get,
0: like, angry? I cried a couple of times. And it's interesting. It was a huge insight into, like my heart, you know, and I don't want to like label that, but there's, there are parts of it that are like weak and sinful and selfish for sure that I was able to see a little bit more clearly that the thing that was hardest for me, um, and where I was most tempted against hope, um, was just in my interactions with other people. And it was really hard for me to feel like I, was poisonous you know like and that's Mm -hmm. not how anyone actually thought about this situation but my temptation towards like guilt and uh it's a form of self-reliance in that you know i put on the burden on myself of everyone's safety which Mm -hmm. this is not me saying that we shouldn't have like an awareness of each other and a desire to keep one another safe but um in every sacrifice that i had to make that you had to make Christina, that my roommates have had to make as a result of, um, of yeah, being quarantined and everything that that wasn't just a circumstance or something that was happening in my mind at the lowest times. It was something that was my fault that I did to them. Um, Mm. And I felt an immense amount of guilt for something that really was outside of my control. Um, And I still like, right. Like I still, there's a little note of like defense in that of like, it wasn't my fault, right? Um, yeah, no.
1: Well, and and I still like I mean I still, I, like, I, mean, I, me I blamed God. I was sitting mm-hmm. in my car, like deciding like the first night that I was there was before Ashley had gotten the test, and um the only night I was there really, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't have anywhere to stay. I like put feelers out in other areas. I had just had a really bad experience at a hotel. Um, I was alone and it was 1030 at night and I was just like, I don't know what to do. And I'm just like sobbing in my car and like kind of railing at God. So I was more of that. Like I definitely was like, we all did the right things. And like you decided to allow this massively inconvenient thing for myself and for my friend. Mm -hmm. And I'm mad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my thing. And I like tried to... I feel like, yeah, I felt myself, like, teetering on the brink of trust um, after a few hours, um, and then it finally broke a little bit. Um, But I don't know if you, like, know this feeling of, like, when you are, like, thinking the right thoughts and saying the right things and avoiding feeling the things that are going to lead you to think the wrong things? Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I think it would be helpful to get to define your terms a little. What's the right thing? What's the wrong thing? Um, I mean just
1: like in a general situation. Mm. Like something bad is happening and you're like, okay, I've thought about how I'm going to deal with suffering and inconvenience in the past. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that.
0: Yeah, so the right <laughs> um, things you mean like the the things that you ought to do. Yeah. The wrong Meaning like, yeah,
1: yeah I, and I, I don't mean like, no, but I mean like thought wise and like mm-hmm. heart wise. So mm-hmm. like, God, I trust you. All things like are in your hands, mm-hmm. you know, you would never forsake me. And then it's like, yes, but people die and all these, like everything else comes mm-hmm. in. Um, and yeah, so I think,
0: uh, oh. There's something on her ceiling. I'm yes. married. I it's okay. Bug.
1: I felt I no, but here's the thing. I felt a bug on me earlier today. I saw a little bite and now there's one on my ceiling. And I don't know if it's the same one, but now it's dead. Okay. There we are. Not vegan. <laughs> um <laughs> that was exciting. Um, I killed it with the fellowship of the ring. There you go. Not as cathartic as when I've killed bugs with the catechism. <laughs> um, anyways, so, yeah, I just, like, sort of felt myself trying to maintain, like, mm-hmm. this sort of, like, mindset of, like, trust and goodness against mm-hmm. all these, like, floodgates. Yeah. Um, which is, like, a- another form of, like, self-reliance, um... And I mean, not a, it isn't a form, it is self-reliance, mm-hmm. um, with sort of the mask of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it just it just sort of continues to those experiences continue to um, if we take them with like reflection and self-awareness, rather than like berating ourselves for not being virtuous enough mm-hmm. yet. Um, although I think you were very virtuous with it. Um, so me berating myself for not being virtuous enough. Um, like, just kind of being able to see where we stand and having yet another opportunity to, like, submit entirely to that mercy, Mm -hmm. um, which the saints teach us is, like, what brings us to holiness anyways, so.
0: Well, I mean... We, we touched on this in our um, episode about superstition, uh, but I think we even have a more concrete example right now yeah. in, in yeah. Um, our current thoughts, feelings, and desires, um, and especially then where it's like, do I think that God's goodness is a product of my goodness? Do I think that like my goodness and my adherence to the quote-unquote right things is what then prompts God to be good to me? Mm -hmm. Or do I understand him as he is, which is infinitely good in that, um, in that my own goodness doesn't change God. It allows me to become more like he already is and will always be. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it, it's a shift and, and he disciplines us into being able to see things that way. And I, I have to admit that like, okay, so I'm not going to finish my sentence, classic Ashland syntax, but they, um, okay. So virtue is the ability that like a, a habit to do the good. So you don't even have to think about it when a really virtuous person doesn't even have to think about doing the right thing. They automatically do it. Um, but then the dynamic between like, right and wrong action is in the will, right? So we can struggle to do the right thing and still Mm -hmm. ultimately do the right thing. But we become Mm -hmm. virtuous to the extent that we do that thing automatically. And I would be absolutely lying if I sat here and said, like, I never thought about just telling people my test was back over the weekend and saying it was negative because I was hoping it would be and then just, you know, like could go on with my life and not have to feel this uncertainty and guilt, you know, or when there was a question of, where does my friend live right now? You know, that I didn't entertain possibilities that were not virtuous of making you feel comfortable and, and to appease any sort of discomfort or frustration or sadness that you had in the moment. I was willing to like selfishly and self-protectively actually put you and other people at risk and lie ultimately, because I just wanted you to feel at ease. And the reason why I wanted you to feel at ease is because I love you, but also because your unease made me uncomfortable because I felt like it was my fault, you know? And so, like, I, it was also an opportunity to see my weaknesses and how it is very easy for me to say people should do this and people should do that and everyone should be doing this and no one should be doing that. Um, And that I am not was not I am not like perfect in those times and I'm really thankful that you know like we're not judged for we're, we're judged for our actions um but that was painful <laughs> um mm-hmm. to do the right thing um yeah I'm not I'm not great uh but I do believe that like God uses trials in particular To help us become better. I can
1: cut this out if you want me to, but I, are you like when you say you were tempted to do that? You mean you really entertained that thought that you were like, I, I think I might do this, or did it just pop into your head?
0: Uh, I think I considered it for a while because I was just so like I just felt so bad about the whole thing. That's so shocking to me. Not like that's so shocking to me. (laughs) She's such I just
1: put of my face. <laughs> no, um, you don't have to. No, I up. just mean. <laughs> no, I I think, but just I just wanted to make that distinction, just because if you were scrupulously caught, like calling a an invasive thought a temptation, mm. I think it's important to avoid, which we haven't necessarily talked about yet mm. on this podcast, and we'll do that one day. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, if that was what you were doing, I would want to make that distinction. But, yeah, well, then thank you for your vulnerability in sharing that with people because I think a lot of people wouldn't be willing to say that. It would just be like, I would never.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I would never. Well, and I think actually what, like, in this experience, like, prepared me to want to say something like that, or not want to, but, like, be okay with admitting that is that it's true. You know, it's just, like, it's real. Mm -hmm. And maybe I have more, like, strength in being able to just, like, tell the truth because – my desire to tell the truth and my willingness to tell the truth was tested in this. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I can say and want to say that like, I have a different amount of empathy for people at the onset of this disease that wanted to cover it up. Uh, Okay. But I also can say with more strength and desire to say with more strength that it was absolutely wrong for them to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, covering up the truth is always wrong. And I understand a little bit more of why someone would do that, because I, I know that that's in me. Actually, the same thing that's wrong with them is something that I can fall into, too. I am not yeah. like up on this pedestal where all of these bad people that covered things up, you know, it's and we live in a culture that really wants to seize <laughs> grapples with right and wrong, which is human. The culture is human Mm -hmm. and it grapples with right and wrong because that's what humans have to do. But the cultural solution a lot of the time is to put people in a column of I'm a good person or you're a bad person. And there are people that are good and there are people that are problematic. And all of us are problematic, you know? And as we become more like Jesus, only through his grace, and I'm not saying that people that aren't Christians aren't good people. I'm not saying that. But it is actually because of God's character and Mm -hmm. our our existence being made in his image and likeness that gives us the capacity to grow in goodness and not anything that we do for ourselves um so and we were made for that goodness but have to be formed in that goodness through his grace and through his divine life in us um and he wants to give us that he's rooting for us he's not rooting against us um but yeah like Trials are real.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, for sure. And, like... This really was that. Mm. A trial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, even when I came back, I couldn't... So, my parents um, are older, so I couldn't stay with them until I had some... Reasonable belief that I didn't have it. Um, so I had to stay at a friend's place while they commuted from their parents' house um, and then like wait for my test results to come back, um, which luckily were negative, but even that is like the way that this works. No one really knows how long it takes before it starts showing up on tests. So um, I have reason to believe that I'm. I don't have it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any symptoms. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's such the uncertainty of it all has definitely sort of driven me to a place of, like, numbness and, like, catatonicness, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where, like, prayer feels kind of like... Almost useless, which is crazy, because that's the only thing. Um, but anyhow, so those are the temptations when COVID is directly in your life, folks, in our lives. Yeah.
0: I guess. But I will like, you know, I I believe in Jesus' mercy, and that's why I'm gonna say what I'm about to say. That, like, I know that I will see at the end of my life what was wasted of this experience because i know that there were times where i was not strong enough to be actively sanctified and that i just chose to be numb instead you know Mm -hmm. and there was there was um like days of just biding my time until Mm -hmm. i wasn't in the situation anymore where through the witness of the lives of the saints you know we don't need to like say that they were perfect and we don't hear about their trials you know and maybe mm-hmm. they experience this too, but like that people that have in their life like taken the time to know the Lord even better than I have would have used this opportunity even even more. Um and that doesn't make me upset. Oh gosh, my computer is My computer now talks to my phone and sometimes that's convenient. So mine does that too. Yeah. But this was and the other first time. So that was my phone. Um yeah like oh my gosh the the when hopelessness like and the doubt just like subtly comes in and tells us like, just do nothing, you have no control, mm-hmm. uh, we don't God doesn't get mad at us, and we don't we shouldn't right. get mad at ourselves, but yeah, there is like there's huge room to grow, and that doesn't discourage me, and I hope it doesn't discourage you it's just yeah,
1: well, what are some ways that you did like? that you feel like it was
0: used oh my gosh what are some like goods Oof. thanks for asking that question because uh, i really want to just sit in the i know I you do how you many do the- hours i've been thinking of about Trigons. this a lot you know what this really just like maybe it's just because of
1: like the extremity of the situation but it's like highlighting something i've been thinking about for a while where you love you love to tell yourself how unholy you are you just love to
0: you're looking at me like how dare you no and it's funny i have friends that i see do this too and so it's like you know in some ways it's like kind of a false humility of like and and sometimes it's an Im- immature attempt at real humility right where i'm like i'm also really well, good even at even myself. now you're still <laughs> okay anyway, go on what are some things i learned um uh Some of the things I've already said were like real graces in my heart uh, that I think that I was able to attend to um, and recognize and name and then reflect on, you know, Um, and another grace was just being able to recognize that there's like a difference between numbing my emotions or also just being able to like rest in a deeper part of myself. And we all have this, yes. right? We have like the emotions that are real, but change really quickly. And then within us, the, the place within, we haven't said that in a while, um, which when we recognize that there's more than just our fleeting feelings, we can recognize this is, this is one of my thoughts from self-isolation. Like the choice becomes Black or white, you know, and it is very gray in that moving place. But in the place within, it is either like God is who He says He is, or nothing is Mm. real. (laughs) Yeah, and oh my God,
1: it's so important.
0: Yeah, and it's it that's the moment of choice that will be renewed in every single action. But it's always the same thing. So that was beautiful, Hmm. and I wish I would have spent more time in prayer. But the times that I did, you know, a friend of mine who loved me very very well um especially on the day that I found out that I was positive um then followed up with me a few days later and asked me to pray for a specific intention and offer my suffering for her intention and um her willingness to ask for that um really then I was allowed to respond. You know, I it wasn't yeah. all on me to decide what to do. Oh, I cool. could just pray for the specific thing. Um, nice. which was really nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that's important um even in that like I yeah, like okay, so an experience like this really is a kind of you know, in a real way a disease is mm-hmm. like it's an attack on your body. Um, and while it doesn't feel like a bear attack where you would have fight, flight, freeze, I think mentally you can still respond fight, flight, freeze. Mm-hmm. And and it's like not wrong for you to do that. It's natural and it's human. Mm-hmm. And so there's like, you know, when you think about when people go through some of their more most difficult times, um, I feel like sometimes in my mind I have, this view of like, okay, so me at my best prayer, <laughs> like at my best spiritually, whatever that means, um, when I'm suffering, if I suffer well, it should be like that times 10. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have that view because I haven't endured significant suffering before. Um, at least not while mm-hmm. having, well, I, whatever. No, I haven't endured like grief or things like that. where mm-hmm. And so then... I have this idea in my head that if I'm holy enough, I'll be praying in a certain way during my suffering. Um, And I wonder, I don't know, but I wonder if uniting suffering to Jesus while also like coping with an attack on your body Mm -hmm. um, looks a little different than like how we imagine um, like redemptive suffering prayer to like look like. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think especially because, like, for you, you know, didn't necessarily feel a lot of pain or discomfort outside of having to be in your room. Um, but even that, I think, is enough. And then also just the knowledge that there is a disease that kills people mm-hmm. inside of you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I feel like that is significant enough to cause your mind to kind of go into a little bit of a freeze mode. Um, and so it's okay, maybe, if it's not, if you're not, like, super woman in your and I and I would the other thing I want to ask you is like do you feel like you ever or or if looking back you see it I don't know like moments maybe when you were watching the Try Guys and it, mm-hmm. and you were like watching it with Jesus you know like mm-hmm. that's just like companionship that he's not saying to you okay well you better be praying for every intention because you're suffering so well, and I'm like, but it's like yeah you can let something delight your soul with him
0: well and I, I think that just like wanting to stay engaged and yeah, man, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, right? Like it's a gift of the Holy Spirit that he continues to interact with us and that he can prompt me because like he's taught me what his own voice sounds like. Right. Yeah. To say, you know, like to still have the presence of mind to say, I don't agree with this. Or, you know, later when I like am less peaceful in my thoughts, knowing that, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, hours of like sped up tv essentially <laughs> like because yes, you right. know that i watch things on two times speed um mm-hmm. like does this to your brain ashley like and it's not an accusation it's just like it, it it's an instruction, it's an right yeah, yeah, yeah but then i also am like i know that eugene keith ned and zach are real people they're real people mm-hmm. they're not tv characters and i pray for those guys because i care yeah. about them because i care and, about like, their Jesus friendship loves them too like, he loves them so much and gave me like a there's little, that- Yeah.
1: Yeah. Being able to like watch them do their little thing like with Jesus and be like,
0: look at that. Well, I want to ask you something and I really don't want to be like holier than like, like cute about this or overly pious. But like now I want you to be holier than that. But do you have like an experience (laughs) or like an empathy or a solidarity or a love for like people that experience a trial of homelessness in a new way after your experience? Um. It's funny because I
1: I I wonder if this is like a, hmm, maybe, um, but at the same time, I feel like even when I got to those moments of like oh um, like when I don't know like we said sort of jokingly that I was
0: homeless, um, but you you were though,
1: <laughs> I was but I also, the thing that makes somebody really homeless on the street is either not having or feeling like they don't have the resources to go somewhere where they do have something, you know? At the end of the day, I did have... um, Even if, like, my budget didn't necessarily allow for money in a hotel, like, I could have done that and just been, like, scrounged up money later. Or even asked my parents to help me. I did have money to get a day of flight. And I had parents to help me with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't stay with my parents, but... I did have a friend with a studio apartment who could stay somewhere else. Like, definitely the feeling of, like, having to find all your options. But I think even more than feeling like, oh, my gosh, I know what it's like to be homeless. I think that, I think, I don't think I can say that. I think I can say I know how much privilege I have. that makes sense?
0: Yeah, and I don't want to take that away from you because I think that, like, when that's on your mind and your heart, the Lord uses it. But um, homelessness means, I mean, is defined as being yeah, without by a permanent not address, not having a home. Right? Yeah, and I guess that's yeah, I guess that's true. And so that people it's might not be as going through living something on a street. Yeah. yeah, they might be going through something really, really difficult. That isn't as severe. There can be like, and we should acknowledge that there, there are levels of severity of someone's yeah. homelessness and there's a difference between temporary homelessness and chronic homelessness. Right. And they don't need the same resources, but it's still a really, it's a real hardship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And I think like, okay, so then in that with that reminder, I think what was most um, like scary about it was like the disease, you know, like, it's all, all, like, you think about a stay-at-home order. I don't have a place to go for a mm-hmm. stay-at-home order. If I'm here in Maryland and there's a stay-at-home order that happens right now, um, I'm I'm at my parents' house, but if it's a dangerous time for COVID, I, I don't want to be here unless I stay absolutely away from them. And I think that's a difficult thing to do in a house, as you know, Ashlyn. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I think there is something to that. Like I I thought about I I remember what it felt like to think of for the first time to think of stay at home, safer at home and then to realize, oh gosh, like I don't I don't have that. And anybody who houses me in this time has actually maybe technically been advised not to. Mm. Cuz I've been out and about. Yeah. <laughs> um not out and about in like a stupid way. But out and about in a way that's, like, you're moving during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, you think, oh, we can just do it all after the pandemic. Like, just stay. I mean, not not saying that anyone told me this. But it's mm-hmm. just, like, nobody thought this was going to last forever. So mm-hmm. then, while somebody could think, like, oh, well, you just, nobody's moving during the pandemic. You can just stay where you're at. Mm-hmm. But, like, at a certain point, that changes. And, and I think we are there, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess there there is sort of, like, a longing for... Mm-hmm something that's yours and that's safe um especially in times like these because um, yeah my first choice um I obviously wanted you to have a negative test because I cared for you but even kind of more than I wanted to stay in your house with
0: you being negative I
1: wanted my rental to be ready for me mm-hmm.
0: I wanted <laughs> I wanted all of that I wanted that too so yeah yeah you're not alone in that and i mean okay so i'm not a medical professional i am not claiming to be a medical professional but i did learn some things i referenced this earlier in this process that i just wish i would have known before you know and it, it's really okay with me that pe- the nurse that called me didn't want to call me or couldn't ha- didn't have the resources to call me before i was positive it is okay that people that actually have something get better resources right than the general public um anyway that's a, an opinion now the piece of information that i learned to just that's given me a lot of freedom is that um <coughs> it, being exposed to someone who has contracted the virus means or being exposed to covid means that you were with someone that had it for longer than 15 minutes closer than six feet apart with no mask on And can we get it through other ways? Yes. But doing those things of doing social distancing and wearing your mask and not spending a lot of time, um, with people outside of your close circle lowers your chance of contracting it so much. Um, Mm -hmm. and while I don't have any like hard data and that's still guys, that's still happening. Like we're still getting the data. We're still learning about this Mm -hmm. disease. Um, It seems to be it's still it's speculative, but strong indication for that in that, you know, thanks be to God, like my roommates haven't contracted it because I spent time away from them. And that was really hard, but it meant that there are some things that we can do. And with the amount of information and the way that the information is shared a lot of the time, it can seem like either we are entirely in control or we're completely not in control. And um, I'm going to leave herd immunity and all of that stuff to the experts and continue to learn about it but you know if in the meantime we're just trying to protect ourselves and the people that we love um doing a couple of simple things um really does give us agency um that doesn't mean that we can avoid everything all the time um but that I mean obviously like I got it and I was like fairly safe before I don't think I was being reckless before I wasn't going to bars I wasn't spending a lot of time um and I I still I don't think I'll ever know exactly where I got it but my ideas were pretty I was like oh you know I was cautious and I still got it but had I known then and paid attention then to what I know now I might not have you know like um and some of the things like travel if you travel well and if you're washing your hands and you're maintaining social distancing, you could still get it. And I am sorry for that, but your likelihood goes down so, so much is what I've learned. So um, we, we're not entirely in control. We need to be flexible and continue to learn. But some of the things that we're being encouraged to do, do something. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not stupid or pointless. Yeah. But you won't get it the second that you leave your house. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I agree. Definitely
1: pro- being
0: careful personally. Well, and it's like the spiritual lesson, and we're getting close to the time that we want to wrap up. Um, A spiritual lesson in that is that like, that's an example to me of how, like the 10 commandments actually are a gift from God to enable our freedom, right? Um, That if we know and we're obedient to reasonable commandments, that actually can help us be more free. I can be in freedom doing a social distancing picnic with my friends and still spend good time with them. And Mm -hmm. that actually can be meaningful. That hasn't been taken away from me. I Mm -hmm. can just do it in a different way than I've ever done it before, but that doesn't mean that it's not good and isn't, isn't useful. So, um, that's, that's the end of my reflection about that. Cool. No, it's not. I have one more thing. (laughs) This can be the thing that's exploding my soul and then I want to hear about you. Okay. Okay, you know, my nose is so cool. I was going to ask you more about the nose My nose basically did what noses are made for. Sometimes I look at my nose and I wish it were, like, a little smaller. I don't have, like, huge insecurities about my nose, but I have some. (laughs) And my nose actually did exactly what it was supposed to do in that something, a virus, not something, a virus... Uh, wanted into my body and my nose said nope we're gonna fight you right here and didn't let it farther into my body and, and that's how it stopped it? yeah I mean that's why you got the symptom there right and why it, 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 it's still <laughs> theoretical but that, that is makes sense so cool. that's what noses do that's what we oh my understand gosh, you're right. noses do I just had do. never thought of that I had never thought about it either and now you know like my blood could help somebody who has it way worse than me fight the disease. Good job. So knows. I'm gonna go give my blood to somebody else, and it can Good help them. Job blood. So, what what's exploding your soul? Um, like I said, I've been in a little bit of
1: a numb, silly place, but um, I think. I'm finally getting near the end of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Wow, um, which has been going on for like a year and a half, you guys. Yeah. Some parts of that really dragged for me. I don't know. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> That's Tolkien.
1: If you're a big fan, I I am a big fan in terms of the story itself, but in terms right. of like being a page turner, it just didn't do it all the time. I get it. Um, but here at the end, there was a little romance that I wasn't expecting. And the way it's written about just really got me, and I'm gonna—I don't—I'm gonna misquote it, but I feel like it was something of like. One character knows that the other one is interested in Aragorn, but he's like gonna pursue her, anyways, and he like she's like still like all somber and like I wanted to be loved by someone else, and he's like yeah I know that, but and he like says a little bit more like loving affirming stuff to her and it's not just like fru fruit you know if you read it and you know what I'm talking about. Um and then are we it not saying the character like some...
0: names because we're avoiding What's spoiler alerts. Oh, well oh. I mean uh, Awen yeah, Faramir, me, like... right?
1: Yes. Yeah. So Them then the the, uh, there's this moment at the end where she's like it says something like after that she like looked at him and like her heart changed or she understood it better. <sighs>
0: oh
1: and then she's like I no longer want to be a queen
0: (laughs) And this Uh, is what she says after
1: that. I just loved it. I just loved it. Um and just like the way that he like talks about like well he he like aligns like the beginnings of these romances with all the light in the sky and like and the world was full of hope again. (laughs) <laughs> like the same thing with Aragorn, like Aragorn can't have his queen till everything else is finished. <laughs> and uh, he took Arwen and he wed her.
0: <laughs> Tolkien was a romantic dude. He was he was awesome. <laughs> but he didn't want anyone to know. Yeah, oh know. yeah. He was he was gaga in love with his wife, so that's so cute. Spectacular.
1: Oh so, I love it.
0: Maybe that's it. So thanks for this episode. Um Thanks for being along this part of our <laughs> the journey of our friendship with us um and Amen. hope we didn't scare you scandalize you um yeah we're all just trying to do this together people so um be good everybody yeah. we you can find us on instagram at apw podcast you can email us apwpodcast.gmail.com and we are on the facebook if you want to share us with your aunt or your mom or your grandma just kidding if you use facebook you can find us there too um, are so thankful for you, please pray for us and we'll pray for you bye